Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I fell down. Yeah. But you didn't see that, but I saw it. Why are you clapping? Because I'm excited about today. I know. It's going to be cute. It's going to be a cute tear jerky. Uh, tear jerky? Yeah. Oh, my God. We like to cry in this house. You really think so, huh? Okay. I get to say hi this week. Okay. I don't think Kay. I... Hi. Welcome to the episode. <laughs> Joan and I are just smiling at each other. Ew. Guess. I got my teeth cleaned. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. I got to... Um, I got to my hometown of Montreal and the first thing my dad, not the first thing, but my dad looked at me as I smiled and said, yeah, we're going to get you in for a teeth cleaning. (laughs) His dad, his dad is a dentist y'all. So, and then he booked me. And then after my, my checkup, which my friend was telling me that she went to the dentist this week and she was like, yeah. And then I went to pay and I got confused because like whenever I go to the dentist, I just leave. I just, like, walk in and then I leave. Yeah, you just walk in and you leave, of course. Because it's just my dad. Yeah. Like, literally, I walk in, the people, and like, the secretaries are like, oh, hi, Jonah, and then I go into his office, and then I wait for my turn. Yeah. I hide. Um, Is he a dentist or a hygienist? He's a pediatric dentist. Oh, my God. So he didn't do the, the cleaning, but he does the checkup. The, the checkup afterwards. Yeah. So valid. Yeah. And they were talking, like, they were doing the teeth thing and they were like T7 A5 you know like you know how they like they look at your teeth and they like just say the numbers that are do you know what I mean yes yes I know what you mean and turns out I might need to get I need to get my gums assessed oh no what's wrong with your gums um I just have to get them assessed and so I got a text from my dad the next day saying he got Mm -hmm. me in to get my gums assessed at 8 30 in the morning Oh, no. Which means I have to wake up at 7 in the morning oh, on my vacation. Well, yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I also have to wake up early on my vacation tomorrow. <laughs> but it's okay. But it's, for, I mean, it's the privilege of having, a, like, a, a, you know. Yes, yes. I'm I'm waking up early to do something pretty exciting, though. So it's okay. I'm, uh, I went to a sleepaway camp for seven years. Right. I worked there for four years and I went to drop my sister off on Monday because she's doing her first summer on staff. And I said, I absolutely have to go. I hadn't been back in like two years because of COVID. And I got there and I immediately started crying. And then my friend who was actually in charge of all of the program staff sort of thing. So like the lifeguards and the specialists and stuff like that. He was like, how long are you here for? He's one of my good friends. And I said, oh, I'm here for the week. He says, do you want to come back on Thursday and train our guards? Because we have nobody. So I get to go train guards tomorrow. And I'm so excited. you get paid? No, but I don't even care. (laughs) Um, I'm just excited to be going back. And my sister's working waterfront. So we get to just hang out. Oh, that's exciting. uh, I'm so excited. I get to go train guards tomorrow. I was also a lifeguard for so many years of my life. So I actually didn't 
understand what you meant by guards. So lifeguards make sense, actually. Yeah, lifeguards. Because my brain went straight to like Percy Jackson. Security guards. Yeah. I was like, why would you train security guards? No, lifeguards, lifeguards. They were like, oh, you turned bisexual and suddenly you protect everyone. No, no, no. 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 Um, Did I just say turn bisexual during Pride Month? Love that. Turn bisexual during Pride Month. Um, I also did something else really exciting this morning. Mm, Alexa, what did you do? (laughs) I'm sorry. The self promo. Don't apologize. Is so, so real. But that's what you have to do when you're an independent artist. Y'all, my first single, Myself, is coming out on July 8th. She really said, let's make it all about myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, like, I have had this announcement up for like three hours mm-hmm. and I've received, I'm just receiving so many freaking messages Aww. and so many comments and everybody is so supportive. And I, I think I've cried twice today. Um, so and the song's not even, so the song's not even freaking out yet. It's a really good song. Yeah, but it's not even freaking out yet. And I'm freaking already overwhelmed. So anyway, uh, you can follow me at Alexa Artsy with an underscore at the bottom to keep up with everything. Uh, I'm just going to be follow you if they're listening to this. I know. But if you're not, go do it. And you can pre-save with the link in my bio. Yeah, I tried to pre-save <laughs> it, but I forgot my Spotify password. So, OK, well, you better remember it because I can see who pre-saves. I know and- I saw that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to listen to it like the day it comes out anyways. Yes, but. Pre-saving, okay. No, what does, I want to know, what does pre-saving do? Okay, well, I just made an Instagram story about this, but pre-saving creates hype around your release before it's even released. So Spotify will see people pre-saving and push it onto people's playlists. Like, you know the, you know the playlist on Spotify, like it's a bop and like discover weekly Mm -hmm. and like new Canadian pop, you know? So if they see hype around it, they're like, I have to submit myself to the playlist, but they're more likely to put it, put something on a playlist that already has, yeah. So they're more, they're like, oh, only 12 people have pre-saved this. I'm not going to put this on my playlist because nobody's going to list, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all, honestly, so much of the music industry nowadays is algorithms. So you really just have to. Right. You just got to promote it nonstop. If I just searched your name on Spotify, would it come up? No, I don't have an artist profile yet. My profile only goes live at midnight on July 8th. So anyway, um, enough of the. Self promo, the myself promo. Uh. <laughs> and if you want to listen to one of my songs, oh wait, I have a song on YouTube. Well, on YouTube, okay. Okay, go watch my YouTube channel. Sure. Pop off. I could be, I could be a YouTuber. Yeah, you could. I believe it. Um, but then I would have to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's okay. Shall we get into this week's episode? I think we should get into this week's episode. So this week is. A little different because while we always praise our mothers yesterday was father's day and so therefore we have to we must tell something to our fathers yay time for one thing i'm gonna tell my dad so (gasps) we have a special guest for one thing i'm gonna tell my dad is that bo hi bo Oh. Well, here, let me talk about woof, 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 woof. Here she comes. See, I told you. Whoa. She listens to me. 
This is Bo. Um, y'all can't see her, but Jonah can. Um, this is my family's dog. Bo, do you have something you want to say? So valid of you. That was so true. Come here. She ran away from that microphone. Mm. Anyway, uh, so, Jonah. Yeah. What would you like to tell your dad? Um, hi, dad. Thank you for listening to this today. Um, happy Father's Day. I'm so happy we got to spend it together. And thank you for driving me to the train station right after brunch. That was really sweet of you. <laughs> um, and I love you. Aw, that's And so I nice. appreciate everything you do for me. That's so nice. And we'll be talking about it in this episode if you want to listen to the whole thing. Yep, that's so true. Alexa. Yes? What would you like to tell your dad? I would like to tell my dad, thank you for pre-saving my song. <laughs> um, no, but he really did it. I sent him the link and he was like, what do I do? And I explained to him pre-saving and he figured out why, why we have to pre-save, why it's so important. Um, but also thanks dad for uh, literally putting a roof over my head and um, just being the best. I don't give my dad enough credit on this podcast, you know? Yeah. So... Why are you pointing at your ear? Because you cut out, so I couldn't hear you, so I just said, yeah. Oh, shit. It's fine. A lot of the times, if I can't hear you, I just go, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to tell our dads. Uh, and now, we're going to hop into a little segment called... Gay Jewish Things of the Week. In honor of Father's Day brunch... Father's Day brunch. Slay. I think I think that gay Jewish thing of the week should be cheese bagels. And I know what you're thinking. Is that just a bagel with cheese on it? No. Have we talked about this yet? No. I feel like I, I feel made like the speech. I. Okay. Anyways, you can all clock me if you want, but cheese bagels. So freaking valid. And I know what you're thinking to all you non-Jews over there and even some Jews over there. A, is that a cheese bagel just a bagel with cheese? No. Nuh-uh. It is not just a bagel with cheese on it. Nuh-uh, it is not. In fact, it is more of a pastry, but my family calls it cheese bagels. So basically, it's like a horseshoe-shaped pastry stuffed with cheese. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can get sugar on top. Now... My grandfather, who always who's there, you know, comes for Father's Day brunch, um, will always have like half of one, mm-hmm. and it's very cute. And then every single time I have a cheese bagel, my mom takes the ends of my cheese bagels because they have oh like they're more cheese filled. Oh my god! So even when I'm in Toronto, when I whenever I'm eating um, a cheese bagel, I save the ends for last because I'm so used to my mom taking them. Nice. Nice. Um, and they're really good. I don't... Are, are they called cheese bagels? Maybe they're called something else and we just call them I mean, cheese bagels. I think so, right? It. Like, I mean, it... But here's the thing. Some people may think of a cheese bagel and think of that shit at Tim Hortons. You know, like the bagel literally with just melted cheese on top. Yeah, that is not... Ugh. That's not a cheese bagel, y'all. Okay, so I looked up the word cheese bagel, and it's not existing. Jewish cheese bagel. Did that help? <gasps> I found it. 
Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So if you look up Oh my god. Is it not called a cheese bagel? It's called a cheese bagel, but it's also called a bagelach. A bagelach? A bagelach. <laughs> That's valid. This the bagelach, also known as a cheese bagel, is a traditional Jewish breakfast pastry pastry that is in fact nothing like a bagel at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean slay. Big slay. At least it's self-aware. And it's good luck because it's like a horseshoe. Yeah. Anyways. Frick, those are good. So in honor of Father's Day, we thought we would share some of our best dad moments. Highlights, if you will. Best dad highlights. And we're also going to be talking about like father figures. Like I've got some good grandpa stories. Mm. Oh, I have a really good grandfather story. Yeah. Well, now's the time, you know? Okay, I'll start with that because that one's sweet. Okay, sure. Um, okay. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, no. Okay. So I came out. This was No like, freaking way. I, when was that? I was that? like 17. <laughs> and I came out, my grandparents, you know, to my grandparents. And then I went, they were in Florida. So I met them in Florida. Luxury. And... Um, my whole family was like going to meet up in Florida again, luxury. And my grandfather was like, Jonah, do you want to come with me to go pick up your aunt? So, or his, so my grandfather's sister, so my great aunt. And I'm like, sure. But it was like an hour long car ride. And during this car ride, we didn't talk about coming out or anything, but we like just talked about like, the stock market and and kind of his history and and um I'm gonna cry and a lot of like just mundane things or like you know like cars like electric cars like environmental stuff and we just talked for like an hour and it was such a nice conversation and um my grandfather he talks but he's definitely like his phone calls are like quick like, you know, um, he, he's an, he's a businessman. He, he gets to the point and he tells great stories too. And so this car, this car ride was like an hour long and I, I thought it went really like, it was a really nice car ride. But then my dad told me after that my grandfather had said like, Oh, we had such a nice car ride and he really felt like cherished it. And I don't know. It was just really nice that, like, the not talking about it was talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just, like, another day, just love and acceptance and just another person. And it was just really nice. Aww. Oh, I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Come on now. Anyways, do you have a grandfather? <laughs> do you have a grandfather story before we get into father stories? Um, well, I think I'm just going to talk about my grandpa so something that's a really fun fact about me that I love to share at parties is that I have three sets of grandparents and I am so fortunate to have that. Um, my dad's parents split up when he was really young, so they are both remarried. So I have a bonus grandma and a bonus grandpa. So that's really fun. So my first grandpa is my mom's dad and I call him grandpa. I call them all different things too. <laughs> so I call him grandpa and he is a Virgo. 
Okay. And that basically says all. He is always on time. He is so incredible. I love him. I'm going for coffee with him later, actually. Um, But he is so incredible. He's the type of grandpa to, like, call you and make sure that you've, like, put your summer tires on. I mean, like, I don't drive, but he's that type. Or he calls me to make sure that I'm putting money into my savings. Like, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, very protective. Absolutely love him. And my mom, this is kind of funny. My mom always thought that I would end up like being with someone who was like my grandfather because I need someone to keep me on my toes. And my girlfriend's a Virgo. So if you don't believe in astrology, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yes. A lesbian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Okay, and then we have my dad's dad, my Saba. So he is, oh my God, he's a freaking character. My Saba is uh, from Israel, so he's got an Israeli accent, and he still calls me kiddo, even though I'm 23. And You're still a kid. Yeah, I am, really am, just still a, uh, a kid. And he's freaking funny, man. He does not give two shits about literally anything. Uh, and I kind of, I think, I think I kind of have that a little bit, um, that I just don't, I just don't care what people think anymore. The dog going crazy. So I think I have a little bit of that. And then my dad's mom's new partner, well, not new, but they've been together since before I was born, but my dad's mom's partner, I just call him by his first name. His name is David, and he is literally the epitome of dad jokes, and I think I got a lot of my sense of humor from him when I was little. So I have a lot to say about my three grandpas, and I love them all very much. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have any, like, particularly notable stories with my grandpas, but I have a lot of stories with my dad. Yeah, we can get into um, dad stories. Yeah, so my dad... Uh, the most recent story, my dad is very chill. Okay. Mm. He's very chill and I am not. (laughs) (laughs) So my favorite, um, most recent story that I have with my dad, uh, is I traveled at Christmas. Uh, my parents got a house in Costa Rica for a month again, like so fortunate for that. So my parents got a house in Costa Rica for a month, uh, and they invited all of my siblings to go when it was convenient. So for me, it was convenient to travel on Christmas. Hold on. I'm podcasting. That's okay. Where my parents were staying, uh, they were about four and a half to five hours from the international airport. So I flew into the, oh, Jonah just pre-saved. Jonah pre-saved. Yes. Slay. Um, I was listening. I swear we took a break. I know. I know. So to get to where they were staying, there was a tiny flight. I don't know if you see like literal propeller planes, like the, like so small. I barely know her. (laughs) Like literal planes that can fit like seven to eight people. Oh my God. It's Uh, It's a no for me. It was literally a 45 minute flight, which honestly is so much better because the roads there are so windy. Mm. We'll come back to that. So. I get into the international airport and everything is groovy. I have like an hour until my next flight and the plane is so small that you only need to be there like 30 minutes before departure. All's good. I get 
uh, through customs or whatever the hell, and I get to the um, the desk where you check in for your next flight, and nobody is at the desk. At this point, I've got 40 minutes until this plane leaves. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting, and then we get to 30 minutes, and I'm like, this is when I should be, you know, getting ready to go on this airplane. And lo and behold, I start, I'm knocking on office doors. I'm trying to find someone to let me on this freaking plane. Do I have money? Yeah, do you have any cash <laughs> My mom just came in and asked me for money. Podcasting at home, everyone. Every time my mom sees my wallet, she says, such a fancy wallet. She bought it for me. I have $5. And 75 cents. <laughs> okay. So I'm knocking on office doors, really trying to make this happen. Nobody's in any of the offices. So at this point, I'm just waiting. And then I see an agent from this little line, this little um, airline, uh, in one of those orange jackets. And I go, hi, I have a flight leaving in five minutes. Where do I go? And she's like, oh, it left. I was like, oh. <gasps> and she was like, yeah, you were supposed to be here 30 minutes ago. I was like, I was sitting right there. What do you mean 30 minutes ago? And so obviously, what does an overwhelmed girl who's been awake since four o'clock in the morning do when she's traveling on Christmas Day and she's supposed to be with her family in 45 minutes and is now five hours away in an international airport that she's not familiar with? What did I do? Mental breakdown. Right oh. then and there. <laughs> I was going to say, call <laughs> so, your dad. <laughs> yes. I, and then I called my dad. And my dad was like, let me talk to the agent. And he got so mad. He, was, he pulled a full Karen on this agent. He was like, you had her name on a list. No, no, no. So then anyway... My dad came in absolutely clutch um, because he got me a taxi and it cost $270 because it was a four-hour cab. And I almost threw up like a couple of times, but my dad called me literally every hour you to make sure that I was... You were in the cab for four hours? Yes. What the heck? I know. It, well, I was four hours away from where they were staying. And I could have taken a 45-minute flight, but the next one didn't leave till the morning. And you didn't have, like, a hotel or anything to stay at? I didn't want to stay in a hotel by myself. I was only I was only there for, like, six days. I was like, I'm going. I'm sleeping, and I'm, I'm yeah. not doing that. I was so overwhelmed. So, anyway, so I was in a cab for four hours, and my dad called me every hour to make sure I was alive. And then when I got there, he was crying. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you made it. So... That's my most recent and one of my favorite dad stories. It's funny now. It's okay to laugh. At the time. <laughs> it's okay to laugh, people. It's okay to laugh. At the time, I was stressed. <laughs> yeah, of course. I would literally yeah. be like, I am in a taxi with someone I've never met for four hours. Yeah. And in a place I have no idea where I'm going. They could be kidnapping mm -hmm. me for this past four hours and I would have oh. no idea. Oh, there were so many people that had my location. I sent it to so yeah. many people. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah. Fathers, am I right? Yeah. Let's talk about some things that fathers do. Okay. Example A. Finishes a movie that he likes because he actually stayed awake throughout the whole thing. And said, I said, did you like that movie? And he said, that was cute. Every time. <laughs> It's the rocking chair 
leaning on the palm of your hand as you slowly fall asleep when you don't like a movie. Um, what else do they do? My dad plays a lot of golf. My dad's not a golfer, really. So much golf. My grandfather is a golfer. Oh, my God. Yeah, you literally live on a golf course. It's true. My parents live on a golf course. That's where I am right now. I can see it. What else are fatherisms? Fatherisms. Oh, the the when you're going when you're in the car. And oh my this god! Is my favorite thing. This <laughs> this it's was like such thing. a thing when Jonah and I went on our road trip. Mm-hmm. That when when you, uh, let's say if the dad is driving or if the dad's in the passenger seat, yes. he can make this happen. But when you reach behind and you like cup, cup your, your hand, hand from behind, <laughs> yeah, to get like either the snack <laughs> to get a snack or to, like to tickle you. Oh my god, my Jonah tickled me so much on our road trip. I got way. so mad. Or like the way they just like drive in the dark and you watch and you're like, how are you seeing anything? Yeah. Yeah. Or when they convinced you that driving with the light on was illegal. Oh. So you never drove with the light on and Literally then you became dead. a grown up and found out that it wasn't illegal. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Literally. No, literally. My dad is so nice. My dad will write emails for me so that I can send them to people. Oh, that is really nice. He'll be like, I need this. And I'll be like, uh, and he'll be like, here's an email. Just send this. And I'm like, thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. My dad, my dad also taught me about stocks and investing. Uh, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a stocks bro by any means, but I get it now. I, yeah, it's there. I I know I, I know what I know what a TFSA does. Okay. You don't know what a TFSA is. This is not the conversation we have to have right now. <laughs> numbers confuse me. A tax-free savings and account. Let's talk about numbers. My oh okay. My father and my grandfather are so good at math. So is my dad. Is everyone's dad good at math? Like, what is that about? I am gonna be the only dad in life that like is so bad at math. Bitch, you were literally in sciences. Don't come you for have, me with I'm bad at math. I I'm not good at math. I worked. How were you butt in off. How were you in science and you were good at math? Because I worked my butt off like crazy. Okay. But now I channel all that hard work into other things. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a whole other freaking topic of conversation. Yeah. That the amount of hours that my dad sat at the kitchen table with me trying to make math make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, oh, but at least, but he was there. Like, um, did I ever? No, tell he did it because he loved me. Of course, no, of, course. of course. Did I ever tell you the story of my speech therapy? This is like my favorite dad story. No. Okay, so my favorite dad story is that I have this clear. So my dad and I started bonding over Dairy Queen, James Bond, and um, speech therapy. So basically, slay. Okay. So basically, I was—I don't know what, how old I was, but I know it was a little late to start speech therapy. I think it might have been like grade five. I don't know, grade four, grade five, mm. maybe grade six. I don't know. Still in still in elementary school, but it was still okay. pretty late, I believe. I don't know. Oh no! Oh no! My microphone fell down. And there was one day, my dad, my dad and I went to go pick up um, my brother from his hockey his hockey camp. Oh my God. Not the hockey camp. Uh Uh-huh. With the Montreal Canadians. And we, Ooh. 
and we were there early. So we went to go get some Dairy Queen, which was like a sleigh. Okay. Such a sleigh. I and, love a good Dairy Queen. And then as speech therapy homework, you would, he, there would be like pictures with words underneath and you would have to repeat the words over and over again. And I was okay. in the backseat of my, of my dad's car eating Dairy Queen, trying not to spill it anywhere. And my dad and I literally spent like an hour on the word truck. Aww. And that's oh, how that you, sounded great. Thank you. you just said it. Thank you so much. Um, I still can't roll my R's, but at least I can say the word that's, truck. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that reminded me. Your dad's story prompted my next dad's story. Um, so... If any of you, this is like, I mean, I'm assuming I'm, I'm based on the stats of this podcast. Most of our listeners are Canadian and most of our listeners are around our age. So a lot of you will probably remember this. There was a talent show on YTV and it was called the (gasps) next star. Stop talking. You auditioned for the next star twice. No, you did not. (laughs) Yes, I did. No, you did not. Yes, I did. On YTV. Yes. Oh my goodness. But what they don't tell you is there's preliminary auditions before you actually have to go in for the of judges. Course there is, yeah. So the first time I went, I got cut in the first round. I was really young. I was yeah. really young. I think I was twelve. You were also not talented. I was twelve. <laughs> anyway. I'm just so I was twelve the first time I, or maybe I was in elementary school. Maybe I was like ten. Anyway, I was little. And then I went back, I don't know if it was the next year, but I got into the second preliminary audition. And my mom went with me the first year, but my dad went with me the second year. And that was a day for bonding, let me tell you. Because you're just sitting in this room waiting for them to call your freaking number all day. Literally all day. Mm. We got there at like 5.30 in the freaking morning. Like you get there so early. It's insane. Um, And so basically what happens is after you leave the first audition room, like if you get cut, you walk out. And if not, they take you straight to the second audition room. So the year that my dad brought me was the year that I got into the second audition. And um, my dad was standing outside the room because you could like bring your parent because everybody's a minor. The oldest you can be to audition for that show is 15 everyone's a minor. You need to have a parent present. Right. So my dad's waiting outside the room and he told me afterwards, like after I came out, he was like, I was waiting and then I didn't see you come out and I got so excited. And then they told me to go to this other holding area and I was so excited. And then I came out and even though I didn't get it, I like gave him the biggest hug. He's like, you got through? Oh my God. And we drove home and he was like asking me all about it. And yeah, so my dad waited at the next star um, with me one year honestly I actually I did it three times now I'm remembering because I did it the I did it the year after and they cut me in the first audition again and I was like all right this is rigged Um, yeah it was awkward let's talk about like the act of love that is waiting I know seriously like uh, wait mm, don't cry just the simple like the patience that like parents I don't understand it I don't get it. I know a lot of people don't have parents who have patient. Like, so, I mean, there's definitely times when patients could be more present. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. But those moments are very nice. Very nice. Yeah. My parents were both very patient with me when I was little, even like, um, literally the other day <laughs> when I drove my sister up to camp my sister, oh, she's going to kill me for saying this, but my sister drove 
our car like onto a rock and like half of the car was like floating in the air and my mom was just like it's okay we're gonna figure it out like I have the most patient parents that's nice. it's crazy and that's lucky Especially, we're very yeah, lucky yeah now that now that we're older, it's definitely more. When we were little, they definitely lost their patience a bit more. But now, oh, like, if well. we screw up, it's like, you're a grown-up. Like, it's okay. Everybody messes up. So, Well, we're also, really like, hormonal teenagers. Yeah. And I feel so bad sometimes. Oh, I, I mean, was I don't think horrible. I don't think I, I was terrible because I, I was, was always, like, the nice gay kid. No, but I, I was horrible. I definitely had a few years of sass. No. Oh. And, like, I have other things. Like, I'm just, like... I question everything like 700 times. So I know that's I was like horrible. Impa- people are. I was, I was horrible to yeah. my parents and I acknowledge that. Hold on. Let me ask my mom. She's literally right outside. That's She's fair. doing yard work. Mom. Yeah. When did I stop being such a bitch? I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know when she it said, happens. I'll let you know when it happens. No, but like, when did I get out of my bitchy teenage era? Uh, again, I'll let you know when it happens. I'll let you know when it happens. Okay. Thanks. Play. um but I want to say like um when I was yeah between the ages of 13 and 16 oh my god I was horrible really so I was so bad well I was the freaking closeted bisexual who was dealing with puberty and freaking not even knowing what she wanted in her life and just wanting to like be with my friends and hang out. And I thought my parents were so embarrassing. I was really horrible. Like I, I acknowledge that fully. And my parents still did so much for me and they just, yeah, they still did so much for me. It never, it never affected my love for them or their love for me. Even though I told them I hate you every single freaking day. I was like, I hate you guys. I literally hate you. Like I was so mean. I so. was watching This Is 40 with my parents last night. Ugh, what a freaking film. And and that's kind of why I almost, like, wanted I wanted to talk about Fathers, because, like, just watching... Because they, th- they found the movie funny, which means they related to it. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, there's a lot of jokes that went over my head because they were talking about people who were, like... Oh, always you know old yeah. um, old no offense um but i i think i'm a lot like my father i think i'm a lot like my mother too i think i'm like a great mix of the two of them a lot of i people say i that. also think i'm a great mix of the two of them because my sister is my mom and my brother is my dad mm. Mm. yeah my like, brother and my dad even like walk the same like we i filmed really? them actually in an air i filmed them in an airport once and their steps had synced up and it was like it was crazy and now my brother is like catching up to my dad in height my dad is six foot four. Oh wow um <laughs> six foot four but probably a little bit taller than that um my dad is very tall and my brother is like six one now so now that they are similar heights it's right. uncanny yeah. And they, they answer the phone the same way. Like, and when I was little, I was told I was like a mini, my mom, but mm. I think as I grow, the more I become a little bit of both. I think, I think also look wise, my brother looks like, but it's weird. Cause my brother and my sister both look a lot like my mom and I I'm look more like my dad, but also a lot of my mom. I don't it's know. very weird. I don't know. I think I look, it's, I definitely look like my dad. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen young pictures of my dad and I'm like, whoa. 
Me too. Young and pictures then, of my dad, I look a lot but like. But I also look like my mom. Okay, so here's how I say it. From the front, I look like my mom. But from the side, no, I no, I look like my dad from the front too. I, just I mean, find you look. I've met both of your parents, and I think you look like your dad. Yeah, it's also the nose. But so you like, have the same smile as your mom. I have my mom's smile, my dad's nose. But from the front, I have my mom's nose. But from the side, I have my dad's nose. But you could kind of see it, and yeah. then, and then I think I don't know about my eyes, but I have my mom's cheek cheekbones. Oh, that's a random thing to have. No. To have your penis cheekbones, is it? What do you mean? I don't know. I just—I literally made my face. I dropped my freaking microphone again. I miss my mic stand. Um, yeah, I know. It's just like it's—I never—I never considered my cheekbones. Well, you know, I have really great cheekbones. Did you ever have that question, like, what if I was adopted? All the time. Like, what if they just lied to me my whole life? What if they all the time? But I'm not because I look exactly like them. Wait, parent trap wasn't. I look not only do I look exactly like them, but my mom never let us out of her sight. We slept in the bassinet in her room. She did not send us to the baby room in the hospitals. We stayed right next to her the whole time. Like I didn't like she didn't leave. I'm trying to think of any more dad stories before I have to go There are so many. My dad is just funny. My dad is like the person like if we had a house party, he would just come like hang out with us and like have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. My dad gave that. me my first sip of beer when we were in Mexico and mm-hmm. I spit it out cuz it was disgusting. Taboo or like that's so nice. terrible. Well, that's yeah. why I never really wanted to drink alcohol cuz my parents were like, "Do you want alcohol? We'll give you a sip." So yeah. I was like, so I honestly, I was like, eh, whenever I want it, I'll, I'll take it. And like every time um, they mentioned as I was growing up, like partners, mm-hmm. they were always like, um, so are, do you have a crush on anyone, any girl, any guy? And I'd be like, stop talking. Like, no, like, ugh. I, I, I would get so uncomfortable because I yeah. was closeted. Oh, um, my God. But, I mean, they were really great when I came out. Oh, of course. They were really great. Of course. And they, of course. I mean, I am, I literally think about it every day, about how lucky I am to have them as my parents. Yeah. And. Yeah. They, they literally give me, like, li- life. Like life. They <laughs> support me in, they have worked their whole lives to make sure that we will be okay. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, my parents too. It's like so crazy. Like the sacrifices that you make as a parent, holy shit. Like it's insane. It's crazy, crazy. Not a day goes by. Not a single day. A single day goes by. No. So, yeah. Shout out to parents everywhere. Honestly, parents everywhere and parental figures everywhere. We love you. Yeah, Thank to the people who inspire us and and give us what we need to get by and to thrive. Yeah. Like, this is a Tony Award winning speech over here. <laughs> but, I mean, we're just lucky. Not everyone I'm has I'm even, that. like, holding my microphone. Like, it's, know, it's on like a little, a it's on, like, a little stand. Like, it, I am really holding it like a Tony right now. And anytime I watch, um, like, the Tonys or something with my mom, 
and someone thinks their parent or something, I'm like, yeah, that, what they said to you. And she'll, like, cry. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know. It's just nice. We're really lucky. And I know it's it's also, a, like, a, a luck thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a luxury, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we lucked out with that one. Yeah, and like we lucked out in the parent department. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're always there for us, Mm -hmm. which is very nice. Mm -hmm. If I do say so myself, Mm -hmm. Um, I know what the title of this episode is going to be. What? Look, mom, a dad babble. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Thank you. I think that's it. I just thought of one more story. Okay, yeah. We'll do one more story before we before we close out. So talking about moments where um, trauma happened. We were giving away a, a fridge. And you know how, or I don't know if it was a fridge or like it was some big object. Maybe it was an oven. And you put it on your front stoop with a sign that says, take me. Yeah. And my dad said, go stand right here and hold this sign. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I stood there for a while until I realized that it said, take me. And I cried. And I felt <laughs> betrayed. And I felt unwanted in those you with this joke. Me, um, and I know that you'll never feel sorry. The way I am. And... Um, I still think about that, um, little joke that he played. And I honestly, now that I'm older, would do the same thing. Like, I would totally play that joke. So valid. Totally valid. But at the time, I was like, you don't love me. You want me to be taken away? Of course. But I was also like five. But at the end of the day, they come to every single show I'm in. They come to everything I do. And... Or as long as, as, as much as I can. And my dad literally goes to shows and says, I can't even watch them without thinking you could do this better. Oh my God. I have tainted all of theater for him. <laughs> and I'm just that talent. No, just kidding. Um, well, I mean, obviously, because uh, he has a personal connection when he watches me in theater, you know, than when he work- watches regular theater. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, anyways. Um, anyway. Uh, love you dads everywhere. Love you to love all you the parents dads, everywhere. All the parent parental figures. And um and um guides and counselors and people who have shaped the future of tomorrow. Because it's really just a day away. It's really only a day away tomorrow. <laughs> You're done. And I think we're done. So we will talk to you guys in the next episode. We'll talk to you we all, yeah. love you. We'll talk yeah. to you next week. Love you. Love you. Mm-hmm. Mishka, bye bye. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> If you liked what you heard today, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mishka.
Kabbalah Pod. Tell your friends and leave us a review.